This is the Thursday, January 27th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for tonight and this weekend. So settle in and we'll set you up in slightly more than 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Fulgham and Anita Marks back together again on the podcast. Anita, it's been a minute. How are we? Hi. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I had been in back from had, Mexico. Yeah, I had I'm been over, down in Tulum. Over under how many margaritas did Tyler have? That's, so, that's the question. Well, it, it's the wrong market. It's not margaritas. It's shots of tequila. I don't like the sugar Ooh, in the margaritas. So you, you're looking. You're you're watching your weight. Um, <laughs> watching my weight exactly. You know, you gotta you gotta be look good down the beaches of Tulum. So all my, but I all, would my put, all my girlfriends, all my girlfriends that are uh, that want to keep you know their you know, that girlish figure, all they do is drink tequila. <laughs> They're smart. It'll, it'll yep. get the job done. It's efficient yep. and quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, healthy for you. Maybe not your liver, but for everything, uh, for the waistline, <laughs> it certainly is. Okay. All right. Enough talk of tequila. Let's uh, win some money so people can buy uh, shots for the bar, um, no matter shot, where shot, they are shot, at. Shot, 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 shot. I'm sorry. Everybody. We do have a little <laughs> small two-game slate in the association. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers at Philadelphia 76ers should be a fun one with the way LeBron and Embiid have been playing. That's the first game of this doubleheader. Uh, the Sixers are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite, a total of 217-and-a-half in this one. Again, LeBron and Embiid have been cooking. Anita, how are you looking at this game? I'm sorry, really quick. You said six and a half. I have two and a half. No, no, two and a half. No, two and a half. Yeah. I, if yeah, I said, said six and a half, half, I did not mean that. It's two and a half, a total of 217 and a half. Yeah. But Philadelphia yeah, you, only you, laying two and a half. Yeah, you scared me there for a second. Okay, no, so, I, so I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this in a very unique way. Okay. I'm going to play a two team four point teaser where I'm going to tease the dogs up to. So I'm going to tease the Lakers up to six and a half. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tease the T Wolves up to ten. Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Yeah, six and a half. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna tease the T Wolves up to ten. I'm also going to play a two way money line parlay where the 76ers and the Warriors win straight up. So my teaser is minus one ten. My two way parlay is plus one forty. And I'm banking that I'm going to win both, Tyler. And here, here's why. I think both these games are going to remain close. Why? Listen, you can't deny what Embiid has been able to do. He's just otherworldly. Uh, this is a 76ers team. They are peaking right now. They're playing some of their best basketball they have in a while. And they don't have all hands on deck, Avi. They've won seven of their last ten. Meanwhile, for the Lakers, now it's been a topsy-turvy season for them. But with AD back defensively, Teams are only averaging 101 points against them without AD on the court in the paint. It's 116. So as we know, the 76ers, they are they are so good at home. 
like I said, Embiid, it's gonna, I just think this game is gonna be close. So I'm gonna play it both ways. I'm gonna play the 76ers on the money line, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that as a two-way parlay with the with the Warriors. We'll get to them in a second. And then I'm also going to tease the Lakers up to plus six and a half. How are you playing this first game? Yeah, threading the needle here. I'm just gonna look uh I think it's the the line is short enough for how good Philadelphia is at home that I would back the Sixers if I had to just pick a side. Uh, if it was, you know, three and a half or four and a half, I, I'd feel a little different. But two and a half, I, I kind of like the Sixers with the way Embiid is playing. He can dominate in the paint, even with Anthony Davis back. I'm not sure that's a great matchup for Davis because of Embiid's just brute strength. Um, of course, AD has the quickness and the length for him, but uh, Embiid is just, you know, you know, going to have 30 pounds on on Anthony Davis, whatever it is. So I like the Sixers side. I'm going to go to the prop market. I'm going to try this again. It didn't work out for me last game in Brooklyn, but I've been thinking with Anthony Davis back, that's soaking up usage from LeBron James. And I played under 29 and a half points. LeBron, of course, had 33, I believe, against the Brooklyn Nets. His point prop is 28 and a half here. I'm going to go under that again. This, of course, is a better defensive team uh, with uh, the Philadelphia 76ers than what the Nets were able to run out there. It should be a slower-paced game because this is a, a team that does not get up and down the floor in the 76ers. So I'm going to go under 28 and a half with LeBron. I just think even though he's been on this offensive tear and he says he's in in this zone, uh, I'm going to try and uh, beat the market to that first game that, or or that trend starts where his production comes down from, you know, 30 points each and every night. So that's really the strongest play I have here is LeBron under 28 and a half. Um, You have some props though in this game as well. I imagine what are they? I do. I do. Like I said, Embiid has just been otherworldly. I'm going over 33 and a half points. And here's a sneaky good play for you as well. How about Embiid first field goal overall? And you could get that at plus 375 and first field goal for the 76ers that you can get at plus 150. I think they feed him inside for the first bucket. And I like both those odds. Also, Tobias Harris over seven and a half rebounds. Uh, he has had 11 in his last two games because he's playing exceptional minutes. You can get that at plus 104. And this hasn't hit yet, but uh, Tybal over blocks and steals. Now, this number hasn't hit yet. He's averaging five a game. Okay. So anything over two and a half, which I, I'm assuming is where the line's going to right. hit once it does, I'm on the over there. So those are those are some of the profits that I have in that game. And then, like I said, um, you know, in regard to the T-Wolves and the Golden State Warriors, listen, as we know, the T-Wolves, they've had the big three of their own, young, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed. Nonetheless, um, you know, for, some, for whatever reason, both Edwards and Towns play exceptionally well at Golden State, at the Chase Center. So um, that's why I like the T-Wolves. And, again, I'm going to be teasing them up to, uh, to plus 10. But as we know, Golden State as well. Um, unbelievable at home, four, 12 and 14 at home. No green and no Iguodala is not is not expected to play here as well. So that's another reason why I do like the T-Wolves uh, as, as a teaser play. Prop bets, I've got Edwards over 22 and a half points at minus 105. I also have over three and a half three-pointers. Man, the dude hit seven of 13 three-pointers last time he played here. And you can get over three and a half at plus 125. Also, Towns with no green in the paint. I like Towns over nine and a half rebounds, as well as over 32 and a half points and rebounds combined. And I'm also going to play him as a double-double that you can get at minus 110. 
Ooh, I like that. The Tybal one, especially, I think Tybal's minutes are going to be secure because he might get the LeBron James assignment a lot. He is just one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, so his minutes might be a little elevated as opposed to normal for this specific matchup. As far as the T-Wolves-Golden State game is concerned, there's a couple of props that I want to look at here, and it's a couple of kind of like secondary players who I like their rebound prop. Kevon Looney with Draymond Green out has been the biggest guy in the rotation for Steve Kerr and his rebound prop is at eight and a half. He's gone over, had nine or more, I think, in five of his last six games, six of his last seven, something like that. And many of those games have been well over double digits, 12, 13 rebounds. So in this matchup against Minnesota where his size will be needed against Carl Anthony Towns, I think Looney has secure minutes and there's really no other threat to grab rebounds on this Golden State team without Draymond Green there. So eight and a half, he doesn't score. He doesn't really do much of anything but rebound. His size will be needed, and the T-Wolves are not a tremendous rebounding team, despite the fact they have someone as big as Carl Anthony Towns. That's because Jared Vanderbilt on the at the other forward-slash-big-man spot. His rebounding prop is 9.5. I don't love this one as much as Looney, because Looney's is lower, and he's got less um, competition for rebounds there. But 9.5 is one I would consider for Jared Vanderbilt as well, who, again, might see some extra minutes because of Kevon Looney uh, being there for the – Golden State Warriors and Vanderbilt's just a really good defender. You need him switching on the pick and roll to defend Steph Curry, who tries to get into the paint at all times. So that's how I'm kind of looking at that game. The, the total, even though these teams are fast, they're decent defensively. 229 and a half might be a little high, but Draymond Green is not there to anchor the Warriors' defense. So there could be a shootout here. The efficiency for the uh, Minnesota team could go up, even though Draymond also helps the efficiency for the uh, the Golden State offense. I, my lean, my instinct says 229.5 is maybe a point or two high for these two teams in this matchup. All right, is that everything for the association slate? You want to move on to the NFL and just share some thoughts as we inch closer to championship weekend? Let's do it. All right, of course, we have the Chiefs and the Bengals. We have the Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. We can start with the AFC matchup. You got the Chiefs favored by a touchdown at home. You got Burrow versus Mahomes. You got a high total of 54 and a half. What are you liking for that matchup, Anita? Yeah, so I talked about it earlier this week with, with Aaron, which, by the way, uh, yesterday, Aaron and I went 6-1 and one with our NBA plays Ooh, on this podcast. Hoo, hoo. Yep, that's right. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, so, and so no surprise here. I'm all over Kansas City, and you know that I've been on this 49ers team since, uh, since the playoffs started. And I'm sorry, because I know you're a big Rams fan. So um, very similar to how I'm, I am I played the NBA matchups for tonight. So follow me here. I'm going to go Kansas City and 49ers. I'm going to tease them. So I'm going to tease the Kansas City Chiefs down to minus one. I'm going to tease the, tease the 49ers up to plus nine and a half. That teaser, again, is sitting right now at minus 120. I'm also going to play both these teams on the money line. And because Kansas City is minus seven, but the 49ers are plus three and a half, you play both of them on the what the money line to win straight up, you can get it at plus 224. So that's how I'm playing both of these also. And I'm going to dive into this uh, in, in, in a lot more detail on Daily Wager the next few days when we have shows. And that is Kansas City starts fast. The Bengals, they start really, really slow, like molasses. So I'm going to be on Kansas City early. Minus, minus two and a half in the first quarter, minus four in the half. Um, also McPherson, as we know, he's really been the straw that has stirred that Cincinnati Bengals drink with all due respect 
to, um, of course, Burrow. Uh, it's really all been about their special teams. So I'm going over six and a half points for him right now. And last but not least, I think there's two prop bets that you want to jump on right now because, Tyler, I believe that these prop bets are going to go up as we get closer to kickoff, and that's Debo Samuel over 39 and a half rushing yards. You can get that at minus 115 right now. And Cam Akers under 59 and a half rushing yards at minus 110. I think there has to be some concern here in regard to his fumbling issues, especially after what we saw last week with the Tampa Bay Bucs against the Tampa Bay Bucs and the 49ers second best defense against the rush. So those are prop bets that I'm on right now. Yeah. I, you know, starting with my Rams, I wish I had, you know, the faith to lay the three and a half with them, but there's a reason that the Niners have won six straight, including both this, se- both this season against the Rams. So three and a half just seems like great value on the 49ers, especially with that hook. That's the side I would play there. I do think it's a lower scoring game. I'm going to go under 46 and a half. That's my lean right there. Um, although both offenses are explosive. Both defenses are just playing phenomenal football right now. I mean, Von Miller and Aaron Donald were just living in Tom Brady's kitchen uh, during that game. And, uh, of course, (laughs) Jimmy Garoppolo is no Tom Brady, but there is that great run game. The Rams have been defending the run very, very well. They've been very efficient, just as the 49ers have been very, very efficient defending the run. So I just think this is going to be kind of the, uh, the, the slugfest of the two games on Sunday. Meanwhile, I do think the AFC game will be a shootout. I like the over there of 54 and a half. I think we see something very similar to the first matchup, week 17, which was 34-31 final. I think we see something very similar to what we saw last week with jo- Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I think these quarterbacks are going to trade haymakers. I think Burrow is ready. I think Patrick Mahomes is obviously ready. Their passing yardage prop, I think Burrow is 287 and a half. I think Mahomes is 288 and a half. I'm over for both. I think three bills is coming for each. I think Kelsey, I think he'll have big days. I think Jamar, I think T Higgins, Tyler Boyd have big days. I think this is an absolute shootout. Wouldn't be surprised if this game goes to overtime as well. I don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes, but the system, the, the analysis will tell you seven points is too much to lay in an AFC championship game. So I'm going to pass on the spread because I, I certainly don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Um, but I don't want to bet on the Chiefs knowing the respect I have for Burrow and big games and the fact that I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Usually higher-scoring games are tighter games. There's not, you know, a you know 51-41 to 41 type of final. It's usually like 37-34, you know, 37-31, something like that. So that's the way I'm looking at that uh, game and the props. Back to the NFC game, as far as the props are concerned, I, I disagree a little bit on Cam Akers. Not that he's going to go under his rushing yardage prop, But I, as someone who follows the Rams religiously, I do not think he's going to be punished for the two fumbles that occurred in the uh, game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I believe Sean McVay and I believe that locker room are going to look at that as an aberration. They're going to look at that as a one-off. And I think they are still wildly inspired by Cam Akers returning from an Achilles six months in just six months' time and bringing juice to this offense. Cam Akers... In the two playoff games, Anita has run the ball 41 times. Sony Michelle has basically been phased out after Michelle was this guy who was getting 20 carries. And I understand it. Kate Akers has more juice. 
He has more ability to make people miss. He runs so hard. Remember him running over Buda Baker? Remember him running over Carlton Davis? Like, I think, my, especially in this matchup with a 49ers team that is one of the most physical in the NFL, I think Sean McVay values, even if it's just a one or two yard run, the punishment that Akers delivers when he runs the football. And he has not had those fumbling problems, you know, in his uh, time with the Rams, except for very, very early in his rookie season. But by the time they got into the postseason last year, McVay rode Akers in that win against the Seattle Seahawks and rode Akers in that game against the Green Bay Packers that they lost. He was really the only offense that they have. I think Sean McVay looks at his offense. The best version is when Akers touches the ball 20 times. And now he has shown he's completely capable of that with 24 carries. It only netted 48 yards against the Bucs. I'm not sure it's going to be efficient running against the 49ers, but I do think he's going to get 20 carries. So I'm interested. It hasn't been posted yet for a rushing attempt prop on Akers. If it's anything in the 15, 16, 17 range, I would go over. I understand the under and rushing yards because I don't think he's going to be efficient, but I do think McVay sees value in having him impose his physicality on the defense. And again, maybe I'm wrong, but I do not think McVay is going to punish him for the two fumbles against the Buccaneers. I think he's going to say, rise to the challenge here, Cam. We know you're not someone who fumbles the football. We've seen the effort you put in your rehab to get back in six, six months. This week, I'm sure it's been a focal point for Cam when he's running through piles that he, you know, remember the, the movie, The Program, where Omar Epps' character had to hold the football while he walked around to class and everyone tried to make him fumble? I'm sure that's happened here, but I think this is an opportunity for McVay to challenge Akers and say rise to the occasion. So I do think he's going to get a lot of touches in this game. I do think Eli Mitchell as well is going to get a lot of touches. I know his rushing attempt prop is 17 and a half. I would go over that as well because he had 17 last week against the Packers, but the six games prior to that, he was well over 20 each and every game. And he brings that physicality for Kyle Shanahan's running game as well. So that's a quick look at the NFL. We'll have more time to break it down before Sunday. And of course, on Sunday morning's daily wager. But I know you wanted to talk round two of the uh, PGA tournament at Torrey Pines, the Farmers Insurance Open. Uh, what do you have for round two action that is going to begin this afternoon quickly? Yeah. So, um, again, by the time we record this podcast around noon, um, you know, it posts as soon as possible. So I'm just going to give you some late round matchups that maybe hopefully you listen to this podcast and you could jump on. One is uh, is Gooch over Connors. You could get him, him at minus 110. That tee time is at 140. I really like Gooch coming in. He was pretty solid in Hawaii before the guys took the puddle jumper over to Los Angeles, San Diego to play in, uh, in, in these tournaments on the West Coast. So Gooch over Connors, this course fits him well, minus 110. Also, DeChambeau, he's dealing with a wrist hand injury. We know you need a lot of length to play on this, on this course, both the North and the South. But that injury has got me a little concerned. Uh, so I like Jordan Spieth against DeChambeau. Again, that's a 140 tee time. And you get that at plus money, Tyler, at plus 120. Wow. Spieth has had success on this course as well. And last but not least, I've saved my best for last. And that is uh, Mark Leishman over Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed in the last two years has gone from driving distance, ranked 70th on tour to 120th. And again, driving distance is the main metric that you need in order to win at Torrey Pines. Leishman has listed this course, especially the South. That's what they played today is the South. They played the North yesterday as a top five course uh, in, in his repertoire. So I really like Leishman. I think Leishman is going to make some headway on the leaderboard today. And you can get him at minus 130. I also slight, and, and again, that tee time is at 130. Uh, another tee time at 130, if you can jump on it is Berger over Brooks Kepka. 
I don't know, the blonde hair is just screaming to me, loser. So um, I'm good. <laughs> have you seen it? Did you see the video? I have. <laughs> yeah, uh, he had a a TikTok or something where he you know went from <laughs> br- br- uh, brunette to blondes who have more fun. Yeah, Brooks is an interesting yeah, cat. Yeah, no doubt okay. about it. Well, listen, I'm I'm blonde. I can tell you, I have a lot of fun. I don't know if I have <laughs> more fun than my, than my brunette friends, but I definitely have fun. But anyway, I do like Daniel Berger. It's 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 a little bit too much juice for me. It's mm-hmm. at minus one forty five. So maybe what I do is I t- I take I take and I'm going to do this live. Berger Leishman. Um, and because again, these are 130 tee times. If if you play them as a uh, a two way parlay, you can get it at plus 198. Uh, maybe maybe because I love Leishman, I like Berger over Kepka, so maybe that's the play there at plus 198. All right, round two from Tory Pines. We will uh, keep our eye on that. Some NFL and NBA as well. That'll do it for today. Again, sorry. We always go over our time, but Anita and I like to have a little fun, and we like We're to give winning you the, the people money, Tyler. <laughs> don't, don't apologize for that. Well, I won't apologize for that, and I hope that uh, hey, you, the listener out there, do us a favor for giving you bonus coverage, bonus analysis. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow if you're enjoying the show. It obviously helps us out tremendously wherever you pick up this podcast. Uh, we would appreciate it, and we will talk to you tomorrow on the Daily Wager Podcast. Have a great day. 